0: Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to Tent Talk podcast. This is Nancy McCrady. Welcome to the series Summer Readings. This is going to go throughout the next many, many episodes And I will refer to many of the books that I have read I am still reading and any new ones that I might come across. So let's enjoy summer readings together and let God sober us, awaken us, prepare and mature us for the days in which we live that we might as many of those that we have revered and respected over the ages, that we too might fall into that category of person who simply loved the Father and obeyed Him and lived out Christ as life. Love you all, my friends. Here we go. Summer Readings 2023. Well, here we are. I have arrived in Germany. And how fitting to be in Germany when I'm reading from Diedrich Bonhoeffer's book, Life together, the classic exploration of Christian community. So here I am, and I'm sitting in this great little hotel that they've um, booked us into here in Hereford, Germany. So I just want to read uh, this uh, opening of chapter one, and of course you'll be hearing uh, other people probably in the background as people are moving about uh, here in the hotel restaurant. But when you're traveling, you find the places that you can, and you do what you can. But I think y'all are probably used to that already. So here we go. These are some very stout and, I think, very timely words for Summer Readings 2.0. Chapter 1, Community. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Psalm 133.1. In the following, we shall consider a number of directions and precepts that the Scriptures provide for us for our life together under the Word. It is not simply to be taken for granted that the Christian has the privilege of living among other Christians. Jesus Christ lived in the midst of His enemies. At the end, all His disciples deserted Him. On the cross, He was utterly alone, surrounded by evildoers and mockers. For this cause, He had come to bring peace to the enemies of God. So the Christian, too, belongs not in the seclusion of a cloistered life, but in the thick of foes. There is his commission, his work. Quote, "...the kingdom is to be in the midst of your enemies, and he who will not suffer this does not want to be of the kingdom of Christ. He wants to be among friends, to sit among roses and lilies, not with the bad people, but the devout people." Oh, you blasphemers and betrayers of Christ, if Christ had done what you are doing, who would ever have been spared? Close quote from Martin Luther. I will sow them among the people, and they shall remember me in far countries. Zechariah 10.9 According to God's will, Christendom is a scattered people, scattered like seed into all the kingdoms of the earth. Deuteronomy 28.25 that is its curse and its promise. God's people must dwell in far countries among the unbelievers, but it will be the seed of the kingdom of God in all the world. Zechariah 10, 8, and 9 says, I will gather them, for I have redeemed them, and they shall return. When will that happen? It has happened in Jesus Christ, who died, that he should gather together in one the children of God that were scattered abroad, John 11, 52. And it will finally occur visibly at the end of time, when the angels of God shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one and of heaven to the other. Matthew fourteen thirty one. Until then, God's people remain scattered, held it together solely in Jesus Christ, having become one in the fact that dispersed among unbelievers, they remember him in the far countries. So between the death of Christ and the last day, it is only by a gracious anticipation of the last things that Christians are privileged to live in visible fellowship with other Christians. It is by the grace of God that a congregation is permitted to gather visibly in this world to share God's word and sacrament. Not all Christians receive this blessing. The imprisoned, the sick, the scattered, lonely, the proclaimers of the gospel in heathen lands stand alone. They know that visible fellowship is a blessing. They remember, as the psalmist did, how they went with the multitude to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept holy day. Psalm 42, 4. But they remain alone in far countries, a scattered seed according to God's will. Yet what is denied them as an actual experience they seize upon more fervently in faith? Thus the exiled disciple of the Lord... John the Apocalypse celebrates in the loneliness of Patmos the heavenly worship with his congregations in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Revelation one ten, He sees the seven candlesticks, his congregations, the seven stars, the angels of the congregations, and in the midst and above it all the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, in all the splendor of the resurrection. He strengthens and fortifies him by his word. This is the heavenly fellowship, shared by the exile on the day of his Lord's resurrection. The physical presence of other Christians is a source of incomparable joy and strength to the believer. Longingly, the imprisoned Apostle Paul calls his dearly beloved son in the faith, Timothy, to come to him in prison in the last days of his life. He would see him again and have him near. Paul has not forgotten the tears Timothy shed when last they parted. 2 Timothy one four. Remembering the congregation in Thessalonica, Paul prays night and day exceedingly that we might see your face. 1 Thessalonians 3.10 The aged John knows that his joy will not be full until he can come to his own people and speak face to face instead of writing with ink. 2 John 12 The believer feels no shame as though he were still living too much in the flesh when he yearns for the physical presence of other Christians. Man was created a body. The Son of God appeared on earth in the body. He was raised in the body. In the sacrament, the believer receives the Lord Christ in the body, and the resurrection of the dead will bring about the perfected fellowship of God's spiritual, physical creatures. The believer, therefore, lauds the Creator, the Redeemer, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, for the bodily presence of a brother. The prisoner, the sick person, The Christian in exile sees in the companionship of a fellow Christian a physical sign of the gracious presence of the triune God. Visitor and visited in loneliness recognize in each other the Christ who is present in the body. They receive and meet each other as one meets the Lord in reverence, humility, and joy. They receive each other's benedictions as the benediction of the Lord Jesus Christ. But if there is so much blessing and joy even in a single encounter of brother with brother, how inexhaustible are the riches that open up for those who by God's will are privileged to live in the daily fellowship of life with other Christians. It is true, of course, that what is an unspeakable gift of God for the lonely individual is easily disregarded and trodden underfoot by those who have the gift every day. It is easily forgotten that the fellowship of Christian brethren is a gift of grace, a gift of the kingdom of God, that any day, may he take, may be taken from us, that the time that still separates us from utter loneliness may be brief indeed. Therefore, let him who, until now, has had the privilege of living a common Christian life with other Christians praise God's grace from the bottom of his heart. Let him thank God on his knees and declare, "It is grace." and nothing but grace that we are allowed to live in community with Christian brethren. The measure with which God bestows the gift of visible community is varied. The Christian in exile is comforted by a brief visit of a Christian brother, a prayer together, and a brother's blessing. Indeed, he is strengthened by a letter written by the hand of a Christian. The greetings in the letters written with Paul's own hand were doubtless tokens (laughs) of such community. Others are given the gift of common worship on Sundays. Still others have the privilege of living a Christian life in the fellowship of their families. Seminarians before their ordination receive the gift of common life with their brethren for a definite period. Among earnest Christians in the Church today, there is a growing desire to meet together with other Christians in the rest periods of their work for common life under the Word. Communal life is again being recognized by Christians today as the grace that it is, as the extraordinary, the roses and lilies of the Christian life. Christianity means community through Jesus Christ and in Jesus Christ. No Christian community is more or less than this. Whether it be a brief single encounter or the daily fellowship of years, Christian community is only this— We belong to one another only through and in Jesus Christ. So I'm going to stop here for today, but this is such a great thought for us to value one another, to value what happens when we are together, because we are supernaturally the body of Christ, even when we simply see each other in the physical and we are together. Let's bring encouragement to one another as we continue on this way. Love you all. Greetings from Germany. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.